Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Numbness Radio Network. I'm your host, Andy V. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully everyone had, had a great week, had a great weekend, or is about to have a great week, a great weekend, whenever you hear this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I have a great show for you guys. On today's episode, I'll be talking about... Uh, what a character talking about some of our favorite iconic characters and I know there are many across uh, different genres that people like different systems people have um, and different games that people have played you know they everybody have their own favorite character but I wanted to highlight some uh, four recognizable characters well for this podcast actually five recognizable characters and I'm going to do this differently I'm actually going to be playing their music intro for um for them to uh for you guys to hear to guess who it is now they're all you'll all be able to probably recognize it by the music of who i'm going to talk to so it won't be too hard on anything i'm great glad and happy to be back um i'm sorry you guys for not uh updating uh a couple of episodes and haven't been posting and, and everything i really have been busy doing a lot of other things um i've been trying to get through uh zelda and trying to get through horizon um trying to get those reviews written up uh i'm playing like i said i'm playing the wii u version you know persona 5 drop so i'm trying to get through that um there's stuff on other websites and other podcasts that i've been on and that i gotta do and stuff so i kind of been like really really busy so i do apologize for not putting out optional opinion weekly like i used to i am going to be going getting back to it because there are a lot of topics and a lot of things that i have got to discuss with you guys and just want to make sure that the podcast that you guys subscribe to or you listen to really is good for your ears to hear for you to work out and everything or drive through whatever you know help you play your video games and stuff so um on this episode of What a Favorite Character, um, you guys can read the blogs on IGN.com uh, under anime, E-N-I-M-E. They're all there. Um, I go into detail uh, about these four characters um, that I'm going to be talking about here on this show. And the way that I did it, I talked about why these particular characters became our favorites, um, what they've done to change the industry, why other players hate them, and why they never lost touch to connect to the player. So with that, everybody, I'm going to get into our first character. Can you guess who it is? Let's see. To start off the show, of course I have to talk about Mega Man. Mega Man is such a ro- iconic character, a robotic icon character. And because he is so famous uh, for his games and f- kind of for his box art, people didn't recognize back in the day what what Mega Man was. So if you 
you know, during the NES days, you would kind of look at the box art and maybe in the back end, you just were up to you. You would play the game or, you know, you would buy it or you would rent it or whatever or borrow it. And you don't know if it's going to become your favorite or not. And if you look at the box art of Mega Man, you would be like, what in the world? Uh, why is it yellow and the character is blue? Um, but he's a favorite favorite uh, for many people because of his game music and his boss levels. But really, Mega Man is a genuine character, and he kind of represents, um, you know, defending humanity and just his kindness and stuff that, you know, he wants things to not be violent but if he has to go to those measures of being violent he would go there uh he he does his best uh from mega man one um uh, you were told you know do to do anything that you can go to any boss that you want to there was it was all up to you and no one understood that you know you never you wasn't taught of getting their powers you wasn't talking about the yin yang uh strategy of you know if you get that special weapon uh what other weapon is uh is it weak against it, it the game just didn't tell you uh but when you figure it out and you listen to the music and you got through the game levels you kind of recognize that Mega Man is such a good game and he's such a good character you know just having the the blue face and um you know not blue face i'm sorry having the blue outfit with the white face and the two little dot lines and his like simple jump and he was just some he's just somebody that you know you would play he would control well or you know when he get hit he would flash and it was just something about him and in japan he is known as rock man um so you know he kind of represent you know rock you know like kind of like almost rock musicians and that's what some of the designs were kind of based off of in their names and everything um the thing about it that makes him like really hard for people to love about him were the sequels now there has been a big debate of which is better Mega man to Mega man 3 that's not the kind of bad you know that i'm talking about i'm talking about there were too many sequels coming out for the game and it never innovated you know some of the music just felt like okay this is this is fine or it's just like no i really don't care about this boss and they just flooded out too many because of how successful one two and three were um even when it came to mega man x you know mega man x one and two uh were good three is fine also but after that you know they just expanded Mega Man too much to different games and they it became poor there was no um there was no good quality of it and so those games kind of hindered Mega Man himself like people started stopped caring about Mega Man because of too many of his sequels of games now not to say that he isn't a important character or anything now because when he was revealed in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS everybody literally lost their mind and it was shocking that they got Mega Man to be in a game, you know, Nelco and Capcom have worked together to make games. Um, if you look at uh, Project X Zone, um, that's Nelco, Bandai, and Capcom, you know, making that game together using those characters. But to have like Nelco, Capcom, and Nintendo, uh, 
doing justice to Mega Man. Like, it, it was kind of weird to see that. And you really don't get that much for games nowadays. Um, if you look at Mega Man 10, 9 and Mega Man 10, uh, going back to that 8-bit form, um, and listen to the music and fighting bosses, you know, Splash Woman was his first and only female boss in the whole series. And they don't make Mega Mega, a lot of Mega Man games now. Um, hopefully that he will return on Nintendo Switch. We shall see. Uh, I would like to see him come back. But, you know, people enjoyed those games because of, uh, you know, they got the style right of the 8-bit. They got the music. They got the uh, difficulty of the platforming and stuff uh, where the games are shorter levels. But, you know, since Mega Man taught you about memor memorization, um, you have to kind of remember what goes where and what you have to do to defeat it or avoid it. And that's kind of what we loved about the games and controlling Mega Man in it just felt so good. You know, he later on, he got a charge beam and then, uh, I believe part three, he got the slide in Mega Man three. You know, I think the charge beam came in Mega Man four after Mega Man X came out, I believe. Uh, cause I don't, I, I, I might be getting that wrong. Uh, so I do apologize. Um, but I remember Mega Man, I didn't play four through six uh on the nes um after i finished Mega man 3 um the super nintendo came out and i played the x series so that's why i was just like oh it's a charge being i'm thinking a charge started with Mega man x so that's my logic of how i view it uh but Mega Man, you know, having his cartoons in the 90s, uh, kind of seeing him taller and act a little bit more adult or with some, you know, teenage flair to it. Like he still, it was still comedic in a way, but it was still enjoyable. Um, he was with Captain Ann uh, back in the 80s when Nintendo had um, those kind of uh that animation and that series uh mega man was green for some unknown reason and he kept saying mega this and mega that and it got a little bit too annoying but as a kid you don't really think about it you don't recognize it because it's your favorite characters on screen you know simon belmont uh kid icarus uh mega man you know later on the game boy um the print well not princess peach because that's more mario uh, but the princess and kept the end, and then you got Mother Brain, uh, Eggplant Wizard, and um, one the one from um, Mike Tyson Punch Out. Um, then everybody probably give me on about that. Uh, but you had those characters, and even Donkey Kong even showed up in the game. I mean, in the cartoon. But uh, King Hippo, that's what it is. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, uh, but. You know, Mega Man was such a known character back in the 80s and a little bit in the 90s that it would be it would be crazy for Nintendo not to add him. And, you know, Mega Man represents Capcom back in that day. It kind of still represents Capcom a little bit. I know they're not known for the Resident Evil games. Uh, but if you think about it, if you look at how influenced Mega Man is, and you don't really see it now in so much as in like cosplay and things of that nature, uh, Mega Man is just 
you know, is still popular with his gangs. Like, if you check out speed runs, if you even check out videos on YouTube, people are still playing Mega Man. They'll play Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3. I haven't seen a lot of people speed run Mega Man 1 uh, because that was like this debut. And I think it was still trying to introduce that kind of mechanic and mindset of gameplay to people. Because Mega Man 1 had scores and it had a beam that could give you another platform. All of that went away uh, after 2. And you didn't start getting more powers uh, into like... um, Mega Man 4 and even Mega Man X where you had to find different armor parts. Um, and you didn't even get like tricks and stuff into like Mega Man X where you could throw um, the fireball. So, uh, I mean, those games are, you know, the Mega Man X series and the Mega Man series are separate and everything. But it was it's still centered around the mechanics of Mega Man and Mega Man himself, no matter what his design. And even Mega Man Legends want to include that, too. Um, even, you know, that being like almost a role playing game, uh, you still had the fundamentals of Mega Man, you know, him shooting, like leaning forward, him jumping, hit the helmet that he puts on. Um, the iconic slow walk that he does on uh, for Mega Man 2. But, you know, with him running, you know, that little 8-bit sprite draw, uh, the way that he slides, the way he sit when he sits down and he blinks and stuff, um, jumping through the door and it freeze framing going through, you know, or you jumping at the end at the right time and the screen freezes. Like, you get stuff like that from Mega Man. All of that stuff, you know, some of it is kind of mechanic and some of it's just things that you do in the game it still represents Mega Man himself like finding him with your uh with your gun and uh, changing him into special weapons to help defeat certain bosses and uh you know find secrets and everything it Mega Man is still iconic today you know like I said, he he made a big splash made when he came to make uh Smash Brothers eight and I mean not Smash Brothers eight, I'm sorry. Uh Smash Brothers Wii U three D S. Um and you know, even playing him in Marvel vs. Capcom in those games, uh and even Tasunoko versus Capcom, like playing Mega Man still today feels good. And it's always a pleasure to see how people uh recognize it now because like older like well i want to say younger gamers you know having them playing the mega man legacy collection playing it the way that it was built would be surprising to see you know if they can handle it or not so uh for me he's one of my favorite characters i grew up with him um every christmas uh which is weird because i never got mega man one my friend had it uh so i beat it on there but mega man 2 and mega man 3 those are the two games that i got for christmas and mega man x i actually rented and beat it like in in a day um but Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 are so dear to me. Uh, and that's what makes Mega Man uh, one of my favorite characters. I still love it today. I still I have his Mega Man Legacy Collection on uh, uh, PS4. If you guys have Xbox One or even if you have a Wii uh 
uh, I think it's on Wii still Virtual Console or you have Wii U or 3DS. Um, you can get the Mega Man Legacy or you can get the old Mega Man games from the eShop. They're still available to play. So I recommend picking them up, giving them a try. If you never tried the Mega Man game, uh, but I think most people have tried it. I think, you know, you should give it a spin, give it a whirl and understand why he's still iconic. Um, the thing I, I must say that I don't see a lot of people cosplaying as him. I wish they did do more cosplay. I probably could just look online and be like, oh, someone did do it. But I don't see it, you know, as common as like Mario or Princess Peach. You know, it's not that common. Probably because there's a lot of work to design an outfit like that. But that's uh, Mega Man. So we're going to go ahead and get to our next character. And I will be right back. Now, who could be the next character? Well, that was uh, Tomb Raider, Laura Croft. Um, there's not many female characters that have become a lot of people's favorite or you could recognize. Okay, yes, you do have Samus, and yes, you have, actually have uh, Zelda and Princess Peach, but those are all Nintendo, and that's all for one system. You really can't say much for Sega. Like, for me, Blaze is a recognizable character from the Streets of Rage series. Um, but others, uh, outside of that, um, Tomb Raider, sorry about that, Tomb Raider, uh, Laura Croft, she was huge when her game came out, you know, so she kind of represents the, uh, one of the biggest 3D, 3D adventure games. Um, she came out of nowhere and I remember my friend getting her game for Christmas and we just went level by level, um, you know, mistake, mistake, trial and error, trying to get through the game. We actually beat it together and we just loved the fact that Laura was this character that not only jumped and flipped and shoot guns and stuff, but you know, she was really easy to recognize. Uh, you know, of course, she had the cone-shaped boobs and stuff. I, got them, I don't know why people were so into that. But, you know, she's been on a lot of EGM covers. Um, if people remember or if you look online, um, there's a cover where they took uh, pictures from all her games that came out. And then kind of made a picture of Laura Croft. It, it is actual art design, but I forgot the name of it. Uh, and it was kind of cool to see that, that they got the way that her signature look of her having the brown glasses looking down. 
uh, with her gray top, you know, just looking up. They got that kind of in her gang screens all put together. And I know that took like a thousand or two thousand some hours to create, um, to uh, get that all together. And she was even in Playboy. Um, the thing that uh, people like about her, you know, having her British accent and stuff, was that she just, her gangs were, her uh, Tomb Raider 1 and Tomb Raider 2 were good. But, you know, taking her on these big adventure games, you know they were they were nothing like metroid i should say uh, or even super metroid they were just these games where you platform and you use logic to think about these puzzles you know they, they were separate from the legend of zelda dungeons if you think if you look at it um you you know being able to climb uh, being able to look at a puzzle and figure out, okay, how am I going to get uh, that up there? And um, how am I going to make sure that I could do it where I don't die? Because sometimes there are traps in the game that if you fall down, you will uh, drop to your death and die. And, you know, seeing the, I, I should say, seeing the physics of Laura Croft, um, you know, these ragtime, uh, not ragtime, um, these ragdoll, uh, physics when she died. And, you know, you hearing the sound effects of her body crushing or falling on rock and stuff, which is like, it was really weird, but it was interesting that they captured that just correctly. You know, if, if you, even if you look at movies and you hear that, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that will make that kind of sound. Um, uh, and to see that, you know, people would do that uh, so many times in games just to see how her animations would look when she died. But it was just like, wow, to see a character this big, and she's so big, uh, like I said, Tomb Raider 1 and 2, really so big, uh, to see her, like, die in those animations and hearing those sounds or her getting eaten up by a dinosaur even fighting a tiger and backflip and stuff it was just like wow this is cool to see um that a develop a developer would put this much faith in a character like this to control it because if you think of a game like Tomb Raider you would think that it should feature a guy it should feature some strong male but no to feature a strong female like Laura Croft it was just amazing to see and amazing to play her. Now, she did have some bad camera angles and she did have some bad controls. What can you do? It's the PlayStation era days. Um, you didn't, you know, have better controls, in my opinion, to Super Mario 64 when the analog stick came out. So, um, you know, that's probably one thing that you could say that makes it a favorite among uh, some people. But the one problem that a lot of people have with it is that, once again, like Mega Man, the games, there were too many of them, and they were all bad. You know, Angel of Darkness is one of the most, it got an average ratings, but it's one of the most buggiest and most difficult game to get through because of the bugs. They, you know, her getting froze, uh, frozen the time, um, uh, parts of it not reading correctly, so you have to reload. And it, it was just uh, such a, it felt like a really rushed game. And, you know, even, even till this day, if you try to go to Angel of Darkness, you would be like, no one speaks about this game. And then you understand why no one speaks about it. Um, 
so you know she had two movies come out uh played by angelina jolie uh so that kind of said a lot and she was still iconic as a person that cosplay as it's still to this day a lot of people have kind of started playing her again um you, you can't say that she is the first to help uh, adventure games get noticed again and adventure games not as pc adventure games but exploration and solving puzzles and um you know doing a lot of platforming like if you think of uncharted that's a adventure game featuring nathan drake um that's probably the only other successful adventure game that equals lower craft even though tomb raider does it better and you know they could be equal they they you know they could help hold their own place uh depending on how you view it or how you see it uh but you know if it wasn't for laura croft we wouldn't have a strong female character in a long time like that we had samus erin we we will always have samus erin but she represents a different genre of gaming you know um her games are not adventure games uh i mean they i mean it has an adventure feel to it but it her games have become so linear that you know you go point a to point b where and the i would say in the modern tomb raider games it is still linear but you have more options uh to build where with samus you have to build her up by finding powers and stuff going left and right so and you know there there's not much story uh proposed to samus you know she's kept on one planet where laura craft laura croft she is exploring in the earlier games like different uh countries and different tempos or dungeons and stuff so she's kind of moved and moved around in that way everything is not connected uh and her and her games so i mean they're both separate but you know still to this very day people dress up as samus aaron people have tattoos of samus aaron um people you know use her in smash brothers even though laura croft is not in smash or anything you know samus still has a presence that everybody wants still um and you know regardless of their the games are good or bad or how you whatever average or however you view them she's still an iconic character compared to laura croft where her games kind of kind of uh ruin her reputation and kind of like people stop dressing up as her um and once she stopped becoming profitable because the games uh, the quality of the games were so weren't up to snuff that people would think that it, it became hard for her and crystal dynamics and core designs to um make her no sorry about that make games uh contain her and make them good and it wasn't until actually um tomb raider the reboot from with square enix that you know she got a second chance at life of being an important character and now her love for her love for uh, laura croft in the games um because uh tomb raider and rise of tomb raider are two phenomenal fantastic games and regardless of what system you have to play them on uh, besides nintendo systems um she's she's the games are really good and it, you know it represents what we love about laura croft you know she goes through some tests and some trials she goes through a lot of danger she get, she gets hurt and broken and everything but she gets that strength back to uh still stand strong uh 
and you know fight for survival and stuff so that you know her going in this new direction um really represents why we love laura croft i still love her um i i love tomb raider one or two um the movies were fine i didn't have a problem with uh tomb raider one or two you know they're popcorn movies they're video game movies and you got to realize that um with this reboot of a movie it, it might be better you know they might tell a better story um but at that time you know laura was popular um, the Tomb Raiders was a big hit for not only PlayStation and for uh, the Saturn, but it was a big hit for Crystal Dynamics and Core Design. It was their moneymaker. Um, you know, you you would see Tomb Raider and you'd be like, oh, Laura Croft. Okay, what is this game? She's going to be an adventure. So she was very recognizable uh, compared to any other female character. Of course, like you had Princess Zelda and you had Princess Peach and you had... Uh, and you had Samus and stuff. But like I said earlier, those are Nintendo games. And two of them starred the male characters. Like people didn't, people kept thinking that Link was Zelda. And still people think of that today. Don't know why. Um, you don't see much of Princess Peach or uh, Princess Toadstool unless you played her in Super Mario Brothers 2. Or you was rescuing her and the other games and stuff. Like in, even... Uh, Super Mario Brother 3D World, that's the last time that she played Princess Peach after she had her own game for DS. Um, you know, and Samus, of course, Metroid is still such a big series and she matters, but she has had some ups and downs. But the games are still good, uh, regardless of how you think of the, the side games like uh, Federation Force. If you play Metroid Prime or you play, um, you know, other M and stuff and you really put time and effort into it you will see that regardless of you feel like they were average or bad they're still good games they still represent who uh samus is and you know giving her backstory and stuff um but people still dress up as her i use her as kind of my main in smash brothers because i love her attacks i love her special moves and stuff she she's such a strong character and Laura Croft, on the other hand, is still a such strong character for adventure games. For you know, I like I said, I enjoy her games. I enjoy the movies. Um, you know, I'm not worried about her future at, at this moment because I think she'll still be good. Now, a lot of people want her to be on Nintendo Switch, and maybe that's a good decision. Square Enix are, is thinking of uh, bringing like the Laura Croft Go games to the Switch, Nintendo Switch. Or even making, you know, the next Tomb Raider across all three platforms. I would play it on Switch if, uh, when it comes, if it came. Um, I, I'm still going to play it on Xbox One because I have, well, right now, well, yeah, I'll play it on Xbox One uh, because I have the whole collection on Xbox One uh, for Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I have Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4, but I don't have that other one, and I don't want to kind of double dip just yet for it because i own that game on playstation 3 already uh uh but you know that's just me um she's still a, f a favorite of mine i still love her games i think she's still a favorite among others and you know it's show to me it's show it could actually teach a lot of young women if they played their games uh you know 
this is what a strong woman female character in video games can be you know it don't have to always be about rescuing somebody a male or saving the world or stuff you know it can show that even women go do tests and trials like anybody else and video games yeah that sounds kind of weird and stuff saying that but think about it i'm just like a leader female if if they're not if they're if it's not semis then it's going to be um lower cross now you might say aloy and uh and horizon zero down but you know she f- kind of falls under lower cross gorilla games if you look at it kind of study um you know to the Tomb Raider reboots in my opinion that's just my opinion uh, so uh, with that I'm going to go ahead and talk about the next character after this song uh, who could it be we shall see So jazzy, man. So jazzy. So if you recognize that tune, if not, that's a uh, Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Of course, I have to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it, it just wouldn't be a favorite character without him being on the list. Um, You know, at the time, Sega wanted something to rival Mar- uh, Nintendo and, you know, rival Mario. So they created Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and they showcased it, you know, kind of talking about uh, Mario being a slow pump plumber. But it was always about speed. And you would see Sonic running fast. And when you see him go on that uh, roller coaster loop, uh, going upside down that won people over and you know it was so multi-layered within that one level you you wouldn't you couldn't believe that sega will pull something this off uh and a system like the sega genesis being able to handle it because you know sonic was something that at first uh about saving the forest and saving the animals um from uh dr robotnik's or eggman's depending on how you want to see it um saving them from his you know robotic control you know turning the small animal creatures into robots you know you would hit them and they would turn back into regular animals and like be happy because of, of their freedom uh you know collecting coins and getting the gems and turning to going to sonic and stuff um he he was just something way different than mario 
But what really took that off and really made Sonic bigger than what he is was that he actually commit you know created a community of Sonic fans and Sonic lovers. And the community is still going strong. Where this community, depending on how you view it and everything, um, they still support Sonic to this day. And uh and even though that, you know, there were more games coming out from the Sonic franchise brand, uh and him introducing new characters, uh, people there are people who are super into Sonic and still are uh about his games that they will support him no matter what. And I wanna give a shout out to uh Charo Cola Zero on Twitter. Uh, thank you for the discussion and the education. Uh, just want to shout you out because we had a really good discussion about why there are Sonic fans who love him like almost relig- religiously. Like they see him, uh, you know, more than an anamorphic character. They kind of see him as their best friend, the love of their lives. Like there is a website. Um and videos uh people getting married to Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, I don't know if it's still up but at at the time in earlier two thousand um uh, during the one up days um uh, Sean Elliott uh was talking about this and I was just like wait what and just like yeah there are Sonic fans who created a a marriage license that if you want to be married to Sonic the Hedgehog you could print it out sign your name. And you would be married to Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, there's the, the deviant artwork. There's such sexual and uh, just a weird artwork of Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff that people have really produced. And it's just like the love of this one character. And people don't understand it. I, I'm still learning about it. But, you know, I enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 were great games. Sonic Generation, Sonic Colors are fantastic games. Uh, I love the music to Sonic Heroes. I can't say that. Uh, but, you know, Sonic has had problems with a lot of his games. And it, it's become to, like, if you look at Sonic Boom for Wii um, and how buggy and bad that game is, uh, or Sonic 2006, you know, uh, check on YouTube for Game Informers Let's Play. Uh, their replay, they, they got 26 episodes of them getting through that game. Um, and it's very comedic, very funny, but it's such a struggle for them to get through it because of all the bugs and problems that game has. And that has been a problem with Sonic the Hedgehog is that once he got into his 3D games, it became terrible because of the camera controls, them always changing the gameplay. They just couldn't get things of that uh, series right. Uh, when they did Sonic Generations, they, you know, they were still able to get the 3D gameplay, you know, make it linear, but still do two play. And it felt good. You know, Sonic, Sonic, uh, Sonic Hedgehog 4 with its episodes 1 and 2. Uh, they said those are decent games. Uh, Sonic Mania, which will be coming out, kind of go back to the old school roots. But it, it, it's become a, more of a battle between the fans and people on the outside looking at it. You know, there are people who argue that, you know, Sonic has went downhill. That, you know, because of his gangs being bad, you know, 
no one wants to play his no one doesn't care about sonic you know um there might be people who still dress up as him uh i know one of my favorite characters of sonic is tails you know like i said i do like sonic but i feel like tails is better there's something about his design and uh just his character arc and stuff that you know it's equal to Sonic and sometimes a little bit better. Now, the voice acting um, and the CG stuff in the games, you could take that up with whatever the way you feel like it. Um, but Sonic 2 is such a, a, a very top game for me. It's very good in all aspects from music, level design, the way that Sonic and Tail moves and stuff. You know, I, I enjoyed that game. Uh, but Sonic himself, I... I I kind of got to not distance myself away from him, but I don't buy a lot of his games. Now, uh, his uh, racing game is really good. Um, Transformation, like the second racing game. Um, not, son not so much Sonic R or Sonic Fighters or uh, stuff like that. But, you know, his second uh, racing game is really good. I, I just feel like he is someone that, you know, depending on if you're a Sonic fan or not, um, if you consider him as the favorite, there has to be a game that really represents why he's important. Other than that, if you never played the Sonic game, um, you won't care about him. Like, and a lot of people feel like that, you know, Sonic, when he first came out, none of his games have been good. You know, um, of course, he's in Smash Brothers, and that was that was big of Sega to do that, to work with Nintendo to put him in there. Um, but it, the community is, you know, is not at war within itself. It's at war with people who don't like him. So, you know, they defend him. You know, they go out, you know, hard and defend him. Uh, about the games, about why he's like so important to them, um, and why they could forgive some of the mishaps in this game design, you know. And this has, to me personally, this has never happened with any other video game character, whether regardless of who the developer and publisher is, regardless of the franchise, no one hasn't defended a video game character hard as Sonic the Hedgehog. You could defend Mario, you could, you could defend uh, Nathan Drake, you could defend Cloud, the Final Fantasy games, you could defend different titles, but for character reasons, Sonic is the number one and probably the only one character that people will defend or argue against because of how bad his games are, um, how cartoony the animation is uh, depending on if you watch like the the one that was on fox like the animation was better um because it came from japan or you know the american animation which was kind of cheap you know cheaply produced and stuff um you know he still sells well as merchandise but you you just gotta see how the world of sonic is is that I think it, it, once it lost its reason of it being about speed and doing um, great level design and stuff like that, it, lo it lost its appeal. So when it loses its appeal the, and the quality of the games are just not there, people just tend to be like, I, I, we don't care about him. You know, these games are bad. You know, Sonic Boom came out just, you know, when that came out with kind of unofficial with a release and the reviews was coming out it, the game was getting trashed for its bugs 
but it's still so well because of Sonic fans. And there are people who feel like their child is still in love with Sonic. They just grown uh, uh, easier love than they did for Mar- uh, easier love for Sonic over Mario. So they just go out and still buy his games. And it's kind of weird to see that, um, that the Sonic community is keeping that series and him as a character strong, where others are just dogging him. Like if you hear a Sonic game and you look at it and it, you might, your impression would be like, okay, they, it looks like it's on the right track, but is Sonic actually going to be on that right track when you actually control him, when you actually play him? Or are they going to pull some shenanigans and just be like, oh, no, the gameplay is affecting who Sonic is, and it's not about what he was about, so this game is going away. It's not good and stuff. You know, and maybe... Then you know the modern games like Sonic, like I said, Sonic Mania, uh, might do it justice. It might bring him back into uh the eye of being popular again. Um, because for right now, like if you talk, I, I think if I talk to a lot of people about only Sonic games, or you know how they think about Sonic, I I probably would get a whole hum, you know, kind of a mediocre. Uh, response to it just be like well his games in him they're not for me anymore they were good back in the day but not not now but if i talk to a sonic fan who you know who still like sonic would be like oh dude i'm so excited about this game and this game was good because it had these qualities and stuff and i i think that might just happen like there's still a divide for it but who knows but you know he's still one of my favorite characters but I, you know i prefer tails more over the sonic uh because of his later games but sonic 2 is still a solid game i still love going seeing sonic when he runs fast in his games that speed and that control of him um just still feels good at times when i play the older games um sonic, like i said sonic generation and sonic colors is still a fantastic game um so with that everybody that son of the hedgehog um uh, you know he he's a favorite character among many uh if you look at the back history and you just look at some of the youtube videos on why people defend him you would kind of be amazed some of them might be comedic to you but you got you got to think about people sometimes have passion for characters even though they're fictional and doesn't do anything for the rest of them it might do something for them you know we are some people still dress up as luke skywalker in star wars and that's a fictional movie like none of that is real and that's still do big and everything um so with that everybody i'm going to move on to the next character but who could it be we shall see And with that, I will be right back.
Yes, everybody, the one and only Ryu from Street Fighter. And the Street Fighter series is up to five now, but there's so many iterations about uh, from the Street Fighter series. And Ryu has been in all of them. <laughs> you know, he represents the fighter community all together. Like, he's one of the most easier uh, recommended and kind of iconic characters to play as and start start out as if you're getting into Street Fighter games. You know, you'll learn the basic moves of, you know, throwing his fireball. You know, people still say hadouken and people still do the hand motion of the fireball like his stance and everything and you know he's you know had a normal side and an evil side but still to this day you know he's he is still popular still a favorite um he's a favorite of mine because my cousin actually taught me how to play street fighter with ryu um you know helping me learn the special moves uh kind of training me i should say and because of him he's always been one of my favorite characters every time i play street fighter i would pick him or uh kuma or sometimes ken and stuff but he is just he you know seeing his kai outfit and his red headband uh and depending on which one that you're playing because you can change the colors of his outfit and stuff um and seeing him in street fighter 5 with a beard over and he just his uh martial arts pants on it's just like wow you know his muscles built and stuff it's just like wow you know this evolution of ryu that you know he's still a powerful character his hurricane kick his uh shuriken or dragon punch um you know the training that he did with ken you know him and ken um, later on in the games got their own uh special moves so uh uh, uh Ryu's fireball has been powerful while while Ken's uh Sharuk and his dragon punch has been the most powerful so they had to dis- you know distinct themselves you know sorry about that they had to make each of them individually show how powerful each of them are um and you know he's a warrior who's still on a journey to find the strongest you know to challenge him and stuff and he kind of finds that in m bison he kind of finds that in uh in uh, akuma um and he you know he doesn't want to go to his evil side that akuma wants to bring out of him um you know, so, you know, Ryu has to do everything in his power to stay normal, to stay good, to stay strong, to overcome him and stuff. Because evil Ryu is is still it's still Ryu, but with a Kuma flair to it, if you think about it. Um, he, and that makes him a little bit more powerful and a little bit more dangerous. But, you know, his, you know, hurricane kick is still uh, recognizable. Uh, his level stage where you're like at, on top of a roof and you just see the um, these Japanese, Japanese uh, housing, these rooftops and the platform and stuff. And you're breaking the sign and everything. Uh, and depending on which one you play, uh, the Street Fighter games in the background, uh, it might be orange on the Super Nintendo because for World Warriors, or it might be um, the nighttime one from uh, Championship Edition and stuff. He is still very popular today. Um, now, depending on if you're playing Marvel versus Capcom or any other any other game, you do have choices for any other character that might be your favorite, like Chun Li, Gao, Dalzim, um, Sagat, um, Vega, um, Barlog. Uh, 
Cammy, Feilong, uh, T-Hawk, anyone that you want to choose from that, they all could be your favorite. But Ryu is so balanced between any other characters in the game. So playing as him, you will be able to understand why fighting him is important or, you know, playing as him is important and will give you kind of a, a advantage among not others, but a fair chance to win a game. Now you could, now people would spam his fireball like crazy. Um, but, but that's just the thing about right. You, when you learn the inside and outside of him, he become, be kind of becomes a deadly character to play as um you know seeing him in uh in the anime of the movie street fighter 2 is still wonderful um he's been in multiple cartoons uh and he you know the movie that capcom did was kind of like he wasn't big enough but you understand that he you know the movie didn't wasn't about him which was weird that capcom would allow that to happen that they made the movie about Gal more than they did Ryu, so that part is kind of weird. Um, the the video game, I the, the move the Capcom uh, Street Fighter the movie the game that one is still just very weird, and <laughs> that's probably one of the the worst games um from it. Now, yes, he did a three D fighting game. Um, he, he did a crossover with SNK, but that that game that fun digital size game was just terrible and like the fireballs just didn't didn't look right um the the way that he fought in the game just looked uh that's when digitization was still major and bigger that game because of Mortal Kombat um but you know he's still being played you know cosplay people are still dressing up as him um you could check that all online on how it looked um he really hasn't had a big uh, redesign besides maybe Street Fighter 4 or 5 um you know yeah, Street Fighter Alpha he had a different color of hair uh to represent because uh, the Alpha series is supposed to be kind of a reboot of Street Fighter 1. But then it went other places on its own. Um, but, you know, he still have that white outfit, the black the black or brown hair, and the red uh, bandana, like, to represent who he is. Um, like I said, his moves, people still say Hadouken, Shuriken, um, um, you know, his hurricane kick, um, are, 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 you know, very iconic to players and anyone who hear about the street for the name if you mention Ryu those three are the main things like I said people still imitate his uh imposing wise his fireball move and stuff or even his stance and everything um and it's just wonderful to see that um after all these years 20 some years um that you know Ryu is still important to uh the fighting community and to Street Fighter in general um that's one of the most recognizable male characters not only in fighting game but just in party and third party games in general uh compared to the next character who I am going to be talking about after this so with that everybody I will be right Thank you. 
Now, you really cannot have this list without having Mario. He is my number one all-time favorite character. He represents video games in general. He's He represents everything that I love about video games. And he was the first character, first actually video game that I ever played besides even, you know, out of arcade and Atari. Like when I got my hands and got into video games, Super Mario Brothers was the first game that I played. And ever since that, controlling him and playing his games has meant so much to me. And he's still to this day, People who are introduced to Mario enjoys his games and stuff. And he's kind of recognizable everywhere that you go. Um, You cannot deny that he represents the video game industry altogether. Um, His games are great. His music is so memorable that people still... um, you know do covers of it it's still if you hear it you'd be like okay i know what game i know who made it and everything and just evolve for the better uh super mario 3d world uh for wii u fantastic soundtrack and playing as mario in that game is such fun you know the woohoo and oh yeah and i'm mario and all of that stuff kids are kids and the parents are so entertained uh you know he introduced it uh, a lot of characters in this and you know in the whole series but not only that he inv- he innovates the genre every genre that mario has touched if you look at racing games the first one that you could probably think of is mario kart if you think of sports games uh Mar- mario tennis and super slug like he's like people still still want that game and still play it to this very day um if you think of platforming um mario 64 not only evolved the 3d um space and and just in in every genre but you know analog control and the way that he moves and reacts and stuff you you get surprised on how great and phenomenal that game is and how that changed the industry look at uh new super mario brothers it's so not only well on ds it's it's still doing ton of business on the wii you know and being able to play as four characters at the same time and getting along with friends and testing everybody's strengths and it's just like it, it amazes me on how big that game is people still cosplay people still now his movies the super mario brothers movie i'll give that that was a bad investment you know people you know that have problems and people don't like it uh, but I mean, to, you know, as a video game movie from definitely with Nintendo, it's just like, wow, to see this being done as a movie. Wow. Um, you know, people still dress up as him, uh, Super Yoshi's Island playing as baby Mario, um, you know, or, you know, hearing that whining and stuff, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's kind of weird on how a little kid like that is still, you know, could be used and people still love him and stuff. So Mario kind of just infected the video game industry and still great games today. Um, Just look at Mario Maker. Now, there have been people who've been making Mario levels in whatever software they use but with mario maker came out 
and you know people are still making levels for it not not as much as they would love to but people were putting out tons of creative designs and seeing people speed running seeing people doing uh just things that you couldn't imagine to be done pouring in hours and hours and stuff like this game was kind of it's kind of huge and not on the same level as minecraft because minecraft still does more business but to see people put out millions of levels like almost every almost every week and stuff and people testing them and getting the feedback and you know just understanding that wow this person's creativity is really good now this is how you can fix it to make it better or it can be like or oh, no this game is this level is bad because you didn't really put no thought or effort you just put a brand of stuff like people are being creative and who would know that a mario game would do that um if we got that in a sonic game i think sonic games would kind of be better um you know, I'm not just saying that, you know, of course, the same thing goes for Saving the Princess, Toadstool or Peach, whatever. You know, that's been a mainstay, but it's trying to evolve from that. Um, you know, the cartoon in the past with Luigi and um, and a princess and Toad and, you know, your Super Mario World with Yoshi coming in and then uh, the Legend of Zelda having a, a Friday on the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You guys can buy that on DVD. Like, that was kind of big. Uh, even he had his own cereal. Well, Nintendo had its own cereal. I should say, spending with Mario and with uh, the Legend of Zelda because that being big and stuff. Um, he still, like I said, he still sells. And the one thing that people cannot deny on how influential and how big of a character Mario is, is that he was the spokesperson and used as the announcements for the Olympics 2020. That was shocking. That's huge. And that was big, you know, not only representing Japan to be like, wow, like they came to Nintendo to to do this. And that's huge. You know, maybe we'll see some things in 2020 uh, about Mario and how uh, how that's going to be connected to Japan. Who knows? We shall see. But Mario is still influential. It's a favorite of mine, like my number one character of all time. I love Luigi. I love Yoshi, Princess Toast. I love the Mario universe in general. Even Bowser. I, I love them. Um, but like Mario himself represents everything that I love about video games. Um, he's just... He, he just does does something for me when I play his games. Uh, I enjoy, Mar like I said, I enjoy Mario Kart. I enjoy the role-playing games that he's been in. The Paper Mario series has is still funny. Um, Bowser's Inside Story is hilarious as a game. Like, you know, the comedy are well done in those games. And um, even Dr. Mario, as confusing and as hard as that game is, it's still a blast to see Mario in different costumes and stuff. Um, and if you kind of attach anything Mario related and if it's good, it sells. And you and I'm not, not saying that that can't happen to any other character like Sonic because like Sonic sells um, when they slap his name on it, it still do some with his fans. But um, Mario himself, just he's one of my favorites. He's hopefully he's a favorite of you guys somewhere in your list, but he's not my number one. He means everything 
to me uh, in video games, I should say. Um, so with that, everybody, I'm going to get into some plugs after this music break. But that is my list. Um, I have tons more, like the characters of Secret of Mana and, and other games, Chrono Trigger and stuff, um, Cloud, um, and just a whole bunch of other games, characters that have become our favorite, became my favorite. Um, but I unfortunately have to... Um, move on because I have a lot of people that I want to plug that you guys really should check out their podcasts and networks and I will give you those names in those shows when I come back So you guys can hear Optional Opinion at the Anomalous Radio Network com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You get that's my podcast that you guys are listening to. So you guys can subscribe on iTunes, on Google Play, and on SoundCloud. Um, I will be getting back to producing regular content every week. So do check out that. Um, like I said, I'm sorry for being busy. Um, there's just so much stuff that I gotta do in so much little time. Um, the Deluded Geeks on the Anomalous Radio Network.popping.com. You can find us and like us up on Facebook. Um, you can email the show Optional Opinion. I want to say that first before I continue on. You can email the show on of Optional Opinion at myop2comment at yahoo.com. M Y O P, the number two, C O M M E N T at yahoo.com. You guys can follow me on Twitter at that special code T H A T R E T R O C O D E. Um, you can read optional opinion, like I said, on IGN.com under anime E N I M E. You can find my blogs for there. You can also check out my series The Moment on skirmishfrogs.com. S K R I S H M I S H F R O G S. Uh, just check that out. Um, where I talk about old games and how they play a part in my life. Um, moving on from that, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast. You can find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show and subscribe to them on YouTube. Also, I have been on their shows and they will be making a debut uh, together on Optional Opinion. I have had Johnny on one episode and I had Deuce on one episode, but both of those guys are coming on my podcast, so I'm super excited. Simon's Cake Podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast which is also on iTunes like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Simon's Cake S-I-M-O-N-S C-A-K-E and subscribe to them on YouTube also um, Nurse Gone Wrong Radio NGR Radio um, that is done with Corey Derek my boss 
um we do power block and he does ngr uh radio with ta Oxtra and matthew uh keel uh and other special guests um you can check us out on youtube or ngrradio.com um and like our facebook page ngr radio um and you can get more uh from that we are on soundcloud itunes google play and on facebook and follow us on, on twitter at ngr radio uh, the NVC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join in, in the discussion. Check out our past discussion on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z. Um, this month, we played The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, so that's going to be our discussion for that month. And I cannot wait for everybody to... Actually, we have that discussion, and we can spoil and talk about that whole uh, game. Uh, Secret Friends Unite, you can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. I like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page on Secret Friends United. Um, check out Phoenix Overdrive's content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or subscribe to them uh, via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Uh, join in the discussion via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Phoenix Overdrive Nation or tweet at them at Phoenix underscore Overdrive. Um, their podcast is Nerd, uh, Nerd Overdrive, so you can check them out for that. Um, for the Extra Life efforts, check them out at facebook.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or check out the Extra Life team at extralife.org slash team slash Phoenix Overdrive 16. And as usual, rise above. Uh, Life of Gaming. You can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there and on SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. Uh, you can email uh like i said all the email stuff that you guys could do uh check me out on twitter on not twitter check me out on twitch and subscribe at the lyrical one and watch my let's learn series i'll be posting more about that and teaching them uh about that genre of games i'm sorry everybody i haven't had time to do it been doing some other things um world one-on-one podcast you guys can find us now at shoutengine.com um i will be uploading them back on soundcloud uh later on this week um so it would be caught up today. We just celebrated 50 episodes. So that's a long way. They're catching up to my show where I'm at like 82 episodes at this moment and got more to go. I'm getting close to 100 episodes. That is so crazy. Um, but, uh, that'll be coming in the future. But yeah, World One One Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at World One underscore one podcast. And you can check out our Facebook page, uh, World One One Podcast Forum and at world one one podcast um but yes uh itunes we're on uh, archive.org we still have some episodes up but now shout engine is our main one that you guys would like to check out that we they release every monday and the soundcloud on my feed uh will be releasing every friday just like with optional opinion um Check out my amazing friend Adam Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash fallen little angel and see him rock out some great games. I think he's planning on getting back into that. So uh at this time uh he hasn't produced anything just yet, but uh check it out when he releases it. Uh check out my other friend talented friend Amanda and her exceptional beat up video game work at don't trip parlor dot tumblr dot com. That's D O N T T R I P P E R L E R dot Tumblr dot com. 
purchase some of them at etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash don't trip perler beads and you can follow her on twitter at rudoku and learn more and with that everybody um completely thank you for um just in for you know being uh just being mindful that i haven't been on i do like i said i do apologize but i am back i will be producing another episode coming soon um i will have be having some episodes with guests um the video video games is coming in a couple of months and also e3 coverage is coming up so i'm going to be super super busy getting those episodes and guests and things for those shows like i cannot wait uh, e3 is going to be huge the video video games i i locked down some guests on here and one super special guest i cannot wait to talk about with uh because i'm doing actually pc and mobile and this special guest is phenomenal and you know, i've been on their show um but i don't want to tell who it is you guys would just have to wait to see who it is um but with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and i'm going to go play some video games uh get through some horizon persona and some more zelda but you know for everybody have a great week weekend this is the song from undertale that you could dance to and also before i go want to shout out to the music that i play for this episode if you guys want to check it out the first one my intro was new job the title is called prayer um the second one was Mega Man, uh, Cut Man theme remix by Mesmonium, M E S M O N I U M, Tomb Raider 2003 original soundtrack. Uh, that title was The Descent. Uh, Sonic Green Hill Zone jazz arrangement was by Pink Melody. Uh, Street Fighter Ryu theme, Will Rock remix, uh, Will Rock 07, W I L L R O C K 07. Super Mario World 4 Recorder Quartet um, by Orlan Charles, O R L A N Charles. Uh, Can't Shake the Habit. Um, Persona 4 Hip Hop Instrumental by KJM Productions and Undertale Ascore Plus Bengen Truk Kong uh, by DJ Joe Zenpaku. Um, guys, this is a remix. Um, this is the last track that you guys will be hearing for this episode as the indie. So, like I said, have a great week, have a great weekend, and I will see you guys next time here on Optional Opinion. Peace.